0: be thinking to yourself that's not the the deep masculine growl of Calvin Kempf or the lovely Cascades honk of David Punch.
1: (laughs) I was thinking that actually I was confused thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah Uh, hello this is this is guest host Murph with guest host Stephen. Hello. And we're doing a double guest host. But
1: the 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 rarely the rarely thought of. They said it was a, a mythical thing. They said it couldn't be done. Yeah. We're still maybe they were right. Um, so far, it's not going great. But
0: well, it's we're be a only here because I last time I was on for Halloween, mm-hmm. I cracked a joke. Sorry for that what next Halloween podcast, uh, Benevolent Halloween.
1: Ah, I follow. I
0: follow. Oh, sorry. Uh, I cracked a joke that you and I were going to be just full guest host. Mm. And then and then David got a mad twinkle in his eye and he (laughs) said to himself, hey, I could use some time off around Thanksgiving. Mm. Wait, Thanksgiving. What's that? (laughs) Thanksgiving is a wonderful, magical holiday between Mm -hmm. uh, between Halloween and Christmas for for Americans where we get to where we get to eat and dress in fall colors and make a Mm -hmm. make a horn of plenty. Mm-hmm. and we get to act like uh, we got along swell with the indigenous peoples of the land we inhibit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bird involved.
1: turkey. A turkey. They forgive yeah. a turkey. Someone forgives a turkey. What are they forgiving your Yes, turkey we,
0: for? We, we pardon the turkey for all of their sins. We put the turkey in the confessional booth next to mm-hmm. our best priest.
1: Who is your current best priest?
0: Uh... I think his, his name is uh, a- <laughs> I didn't Did there was an actual answer to that. <laughs> I don't know. That well, well, you think of like is there best a ranking priest of priests?
1: Is, is, is there a ranking of American priests? And if not, can we do a best, podcast of that instead?
0: Best- the Greatest American Priests
1: mm-hmm. and thefamouspeople.com. Priest, oh, no, Brit- uh, Judas Priest British. Well,
0: hold on, hold on. Below that, 12 hottest priests that <laughs> you yes. your sins. And below that, 31 best donuts in America. Okay,
1: so who are the hottest priests then?
0: Yeah, hang on, hang on. We're going on a tangent.
1: <laughs> I was expecting this to be such a focused episode and already we're looking at um, hunky priests. But give the people what they want. These...
0: Oh, they don't give their actual names. I'm not even sure <laughs> if these guys are real.
1: Father blank.
0: No, yeah, it's Father Lips, Father Supermodel.
1: <laughs> it could be their actual name. Is Father Lips above or below Father Supermodel?
0: Uh, below. So who's who's one out of Father is, Sultry Eyes?
1: Ah, uh, is the hot priest from Fleabag on there? That's a thing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> the sexy uh Steven, this looks like you. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. on. I'm putting it in the, the chat. Okay, again, really good, really good. That's well, That's an approximation. I,
1: I will thank you. That's an attractive priest. We'll <laughs>
0: make that the thumbnail.
1: It looks kind of there's, there's a bit of John Paul Belmondo like with like a maybe not quite as rugged features. It's like a smooth, a little fit. I like his John extra Belmondo. head. Is okay? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, true. Now you say that, there is an extra header. Um, I guess that's the image for the podcast that
0: we'll use. Just so so people know what we're talking about. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah, that guy. Yes. uh, Thanksgiving, I believe I quoted my, to quote myself last podcast, Mm -hmm. I said Thanksgiving is just Christmas without presents or decoration. Wait, there's no decoration? Surely there's some kind of like... I mean, there's like harvest decorations, but... Like, there's no, no one's putting up Thanksgiving lights.
1: What's Canadian Thanksgiving? Because that's a thing.
0: Um, I don't know. I'm not Canadian. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I assume it's, in fact, so here, the thing is, um, uh, I, I know a few things about Thanksgiving. teach mm-hmm. teaches it in school, and I retain all that information, as is my curse. Good. Um, Thanksgiving is, like, Thanksgiving was a concept before the Americans did it. We just did it best. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is, that like a it, day. is that how it works?
1: Is it like Eurovision, yeah, the like, country that wins it, gets it, and keeps doing it?
0: Effectively. Huh. I mean, you're English. Mm-hmm. Like, like our quote-unquote first Thanksgiving is was a Thanksgiving. I, I like, vaguely follow. Yeah, like the concept already existed. Mm-hmm. A day to give thanks, to, ah, okay. to be okay. thankful for what you have. And then slowly over time, it morphed into sort of this like nationalistic holiday for Americans,
1: which is so unlike other holidays. Usually, they just stay like banal, <laughs> just inoffensive. Yeah, <laughs> no jingoism <laughs> in usual holidays, but you know.
0: I mean, I've never heard anyone uh, say we need to reform Arbor Day. I mean, I don't know
1: what Arbor Day is. Is that about trees?
0: You don't. You don't have Arbor Day.
1: We don't have Arbor yeah. Day. Is it about trees? yes
0: it's about trees
1: is it about the cleo barnard movie the arbor because i would celebrate that once a year happily it's it's
2: a lot of
0: i i can't say so so here's what i'm wondering do you across the pond do you mm-hmm. have any november holidays
1: um yes yes we do um guy, okay. Fawkes day.
0: guy Fawkes day there you go
1: oh yes remember remember remember. you see you forgot forgot um yeah we got yeah. um remember, remember okay. the, the the something remember i forget um In which we powdered
0: treason and plot. Yes, I see no reason to be.
1: Yeah, very, very, very good. That's when we celebrate how some people didn't blow up Parliament by Mm -hmm. kind of like approximating the blowing up of Parliament, but also burning Mm -hmm. an effigy Mm -hmm. of the man that didn't do it or was scapegoated for it because we hold a grudge.
0: Yes. Okay, but that's immediately after like Halloween, right? So you guys have Hmm. like no buffer to Christmas.
1: I mean, yeah, no, and I would say like gumbang, like fireworks night. As it's as good, it's not like a, a huge thing. There's not like a big like press drive up until it, it just happens and you go, Oh crap, I forgot okay. it, was, it was Guy Fawkes night. Oops. But yeah, no, this this is the, the doldrums before I mean Advent. I mean I take advent seriously.
0: Okay, okay. You do you do advent. I've got an advent calendar somewhere. Already? Uh well not out, but Okay. Okay. <laughs> It the ones.
1: Okay, okay. But no, no, this is a, like most months of the year, this is a holidayless month.
0: Okay, okay. That's interesting. Because here in America, we view like Thanksgiving as that buffer between Halloween and Christmas. Like it's a very exciting time for children because you get mm-hmm. three months of holidays. Um, is
1: there a buffer then between Christmas and Easter? Not. I feel we should distribute I mean, I these Valentine's holidays Day. differently. I feel like there's like these are too backloaded. Yeah,
0: ours are very backloaded. There's like yeah. nothing really in the summer other than Fourth of July. Do you
1: have Pancake Day? We do that.
0: Pancake Day. Is Pancake this Day. like it's just yeah. like an IHOP thing.
1: I, well, or do you guys one, not have I don't know IHOP? What that means
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We're learning um, so much about uh, <laughs> it's cultural exchange.
1: Pancake Day is around like Easter. It's like oh god, I don't really know things. So it's gonna be really bad. Like it's it's. It's one of the days, maybe it's like Shrove Tuesday, I don't know, I don't want to say Shrove Tuesday, this is probably incorrect. Um, but it's a I don't day know what Shrove we,
0: Tuesday is. <laughs> well, there you go, that sounds like a thing, though, doesn't is it? Is that like um, Fat Tuesday? I believe it's to do with Easter. Okay, so it's Fat Tuesday. We call I, that that here. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I don't know, but Pancake Day is the day where we all make pancakes. Um, because it's. I think it's I think it's like, again, this could be entirely apocryphal, I think it's like wartime tradition of like, what could you make? Okay. From rations um to still be celebratory and like the only thing that you can make that was like a treat was pancakes so we cook pancakes and the thing about pancake day is it's a thing legitimately that you go oh crap it was pancake day Oh, when mm-hmm. oh oh we forgot oh we should have had pancakes oh never mind okay and that's, that's okay. pancake day it's a hell of a day
0: fair enough all right um so Stephen, yes yeah. uh, my english friend for oh, for I... the amusement of our listeners at home because so um, I far prepared... they're not
2: amused. <laughs>
0: I've prepared a Thanksgiving quiz for you. I was warned,
1: but I was also told to not do any work beforehand. No,
0: no research. I'm just curious how much like actually, because here it's ubiquitous. We just assume Mm. everyone knows about Thanksgiving. You know, Canadians have a Thanksgiving.
1: They do. I asked Um, you about
0: it. Yes. Um, But I'm curious because the only way I would assume you would know about anything about Thanksgiving is through like absorbing American media
1: yeah yeah they mention it a lot in movies and like in tv like ross and friends dressed up as a turkey
0: yes yes that happened that,
1: a, that, that happened
0: yeah, yeah that happened um it's not so a joke or anything that's just
1: a, just a thing that happened
0: i've just got um some questions here i googled thanksgiving kid for a uh, quiz for kids
1: okay good good that makes sense differentiated so,
0: so so the first question um, yes. and i've already destroyed this with my earlier information but when when was I will the have probably forgotten it first thanksgiving held when yes like if you can okay, narrow probably... it down to a century 1600s correct 1621 yes the first thanksgiving yeah um, after
1: the release of macbeth
0: so that right wow that did happen About you know, yes cuz cuz the pil- uh the pilgrims inspired the tempest or at least some of the people. Yeah 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So you're learning fantasy. things okay. listener. There you go. Good. Okay. Uh yeah, do you do you know about the pilgrims? Are they I they started in oh. England, so I assume so, they were taught to
1: Here's what I've presumed. It's never a thing that's been told to me or taught to me. So my presumption is the the pilgrims which i presume is the euphemistic but probably weird term we shouldn't use but i'm going to continue to use um were the people that came over yeah yeah, yeah, the colonizers the the genociders um were those that that came over from england in the that may be a question later but in the mayflower
0: yes okay you've you've answered question four
1: yes yes two points um and that take took them to to what is now the United States of America. And they were like, oh, there's people. But there's already people. I, I, then I'm confused. Well, I, that,
0: so, uh, like, They were already the Spanish at that point, right? Yes. Yeah, so there was... They weren't the... Um, they landed in Plymouth Rock. I'm actually surprised I didn't put that down as a question. Um,
1: Plymouth Rock is the answer.
0: Yes. Uh, but they were not the three first, points, like, colony. Uh, Jamestown in Virginia yeah. beat them by a good, like, 20 years.
1: Yeah, that's one that I know. That's that's the one that I've learned about in school is Jamestown. And like this, which is weird. You'd think in an English school we'd learn about. But no,
0: no. Yeah. So, so do you know why the pilgrims left England?
1: My guess is pilgrimage.
0: Um, so we, uh, do you know what religion they were? Because we, we're told they were fleeing religious persecution.
1: Um, then I would guess the um, Catholicism. Are they Catholics?
0: no they were puritans protestants
1: yeah uh, but but we love pro- i guess we I guess we love a specific kind of Protestants. so uh
0: we're mm-hmm. not taught this uh this is something that uh, i learned recently because we're, we're told mm-hmm. that the pilgrims fleed religious persecution and came to mm-hmm. america yeah, yeah. to practice the faith they wanted we are not exactly told it wasn't
1: this yeah continue
0: we're not exactly told why they were being persecuted and the answer was is that they tried to assassinate the monarchy
1: Oh, hardcore! Oh,
0: um, yeah. So I'm like, to hard, like Thanksgiving. Hardcore Puritans, um, yeah. the same denomination that gave us Oliver Cromwell, who famously never did anything to expand the grasp of colonialism. <laughs> um
2: Yeah. Well, yes,
0: I'm learning. I'm so learning. they came. They came to America uh, and settled down and just had an awful time of it um, because, you know, they. They didn't really know how to settle a colony <laughs> um, until they were just they pilgrims. Were... They were
1: just hanging around being Puritans, you know. Yeah. Didn't know what to do.
0: Um, so they landed in 1620. Didn't really get the settlement started until 1621. They arrived in the middle of winter. Foolish. Uh, so they were approached by a um, a very famous uh, Native person, a um, of the Palatan tribe. Um, and do you know that person's name? No. Okay. I don't
1: want to guess.
0: I've got a, I've got a multiple choice for you. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's that's so, better than
1: that's better than me just guessing. A, so just...
0: A. Sacagawea. B. I've heard that before. I've heard all. Hey, what was B? C. C B. Samoset. Okay. C. Pocahontas. No. D. Squanto.
1: I'm going to say Squanto. You are correct. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> nice.
0: Yes. What, uh, what is the
1: first one? Where, where, where do I recognize that from?
2: I've, I've, I've heard that before.
0: Uh, she was the guide for Lewis and Clark as they went okay. to the, uh, the West.
2: Okay.
0: That's, um, that's why I know yes. that. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Samoset actually also factors into the story. He was the first native they encountered, and he spoke English. And then he was like, uh, hold up, hold up. There's a, there's a guy I know who speaks even better English. And he went and fetched Squanto. And Squanto, I'm very surprised, has not had a movie made about his life. Um, because it's not,
1: I guess it's not the most cinematic name, I guess. You know?
0: No. Um, but he was uh, basically living with the Plotans on the coast. And then uh, was kidnapped by pirates. And taken to England. Um, where he was taught... Uh, english and basically kept on as like a servant slash thing to show at parties mm. and then he earned his freedom and sailed back to america and found that uh his tribe had all died from a plague um because this is another thing we're not taught we're taught that the, the pilgrims just showed up and there was wilderness um there were people living there but they had all died like a few years before from this uh unknown illness like it could have been brought by uh like other colonizers but like i guess archaeologists don't know for sure yeah so they just found all would would make sense if you're
1: disrupting like a a pre-established ecosystem by bringing in new new things yeah
0: so all these colonizers found uh cleared lands empty villages that they could just inhabit like i mean if you don't have the means to make a house yeah (laughs) yeah uh so and squanto taught the pilgrims how to uh how to grow food especially food native to the land
1: like turkey
0: (laughs) like turkey from the turkey tree
1: yeah and
0: that leads into our next question so that's historical questions now we get into more of the modern traditions can you name at least three traditional thanksgiving dishes
2: oh
1: um can i keep like do i have only three guesses
0: No, I'll I'll let you throw out until I'm I'm bored.
1: I'm going to say s'mores, a s'more. I don't know what a s'more is, but I've heard that. No, that's
0: a, that's graham cracker and marshmallow. (laughs) Okay. Um, No, no s'mores at Thanksgiving. (laughs) 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 I'm going to say a pecan pie. Uh, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. There's pie. Um,
1: I'm going to say sweet potato.
0: Yes, sweet potatoes are a staple.
1: I'm going to say turkey.
0: And turkey, okay, that one's a gimme. And also grits. I know grits here, but I can't speak for the East Coast. <laughs> I'm
1: going to say East Coast grits.
0: Yes, okay, all right, that's good, yes. Uh, Cranberry sauce is another traditional mm-hmm. one. Pumpkin sense.
2: pie, green mm. beans,
0: rolls you got to have a roll.
1: Okay, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Stuffing. Ah, yes, for the turkey.
0: Yeah, so, all right, all right, that that works out. Uh, let so me far, see. so good,
1: I'm nailing this.
0: Um, this one may be a bit trickier for you. How I many Thanksgiving I? candles are there? And for bonus points, what do the colors represent?
1: Um, does this mean in existence?
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <lot>. traditionally, how <laughs> many Thanksgiving candles are there? Um, Twelve. 12? Okay. Twelve? Okay. Uh, um the correct answer is none. I made that up. <laughs> God damn it.
1: I can tell what the colors represent though.
0: <laughs> you know, you put one in each dish, one in the turkey, yeah. and one in the, yeah. the mashed potatoes. And they represent
1: that. They represent truth, justice, <laughs> and the American way. <laughs>
0: uh all right. All right. Let's uh Okay, this one's this one's fun. Every okay. year, local fire departments have to put out PSAs begging people not to cook their turkey in which way. And this one's also multiple choice. Barbecue, bonfire, deep fry, or with a flamethrower.
1: Now, I don't think they would have to like make a warning about flamethrowers. I mean, ev- mm, I don't think they'd have to do that. Um, so yeah. I'm going to say they don't want to, because like grease fires are, are are a thing. So I'm going to say deep frying, don't deep fry turkeys. Because I reckon you would. I reckon correct. you people would do that.
0: 100% correct. Every year uh, on our local news, the fire department shows what happens if you attempt to deep fry a turkey. Uh, and explosions is what happens.
1: And again, everything I know about firefighting, I learned from the tight Titan. So I presume it's just <laughs> like that. And exactly. there are several warnings you can give about than that. Stay out yeah, of the well, I
0: mean, the end tradition of Thanksgiving is that someone gives birth to a car.
1: Mm-hmm. Spoilers. It's
0: not, the, it's not over until the car comes out.
1: And then we can finally give thanks.
0: Well then. Um, I can't really think of too many Thanksgiving movies.
1: Um, we, uh, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving special.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's it. But I can't think of many...
1: The giving tree. The giving the tree Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving tree. The Thanksgiving. <laughs> the Thanksgiving tree. It's a spin-up to the giving tree. This podcast the Thanksgiver. It's based on it's based on the giver, but it's the
0: Thanksgiver. <laughs> the giver. It's got okay. colours. Sure. Um those are two no uh we i'm trying to think because i mean other than like movies about like colonizer native relations like dances with wolves or blast the mohicans i can't think of any that we've actually like canonized as like thanksgiving tradition i know movies i watch with my family every thanksgiving but they're not thanksgiving movies like we always watch wizard of oz
1: is it because like november gets taken up by like christmas movies Already, yeah. There's this push tube, so therefore there's like you know, and I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess like a Christmas movie, you can market outside of the US, whereas a Thanksgiving movie, it's just like, what is no, this?
0: probably not. Like, like I've given up trying to have a of like a buffer to Christmas. Like as soon as Halloween's done, I'm like, all right, break break out the break out the stop motion specials. Of course. Uh, um, yeah, you because know, at at this point, there's so much Christmas content to consume. I can't just have one month. But-
1: we refuse to mention any of it today today is no, no absolutely Clearly for thanksgiving not. so we will not absolutely not
0: bleep related. bleep out me saying the c-word like, and um, also
1: bleep out that time early when he said the c-word
0: yes um well speaking of movies that aren't thanksgiving related but came out in november i believe you saw a recent <laughs> Jesus spooky Christ. ghost related movie
1: I did, um, which is you know I'm very thankful for. Yeah, I saw yeah. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife because this is a this is a movie show. We talk about movies. Um, I mm-hmm. presume you're a fan of the Ghostbusters. You like the Ghostbusters?
0: Not. Uh, you know, I said on last podcast that like to me all Ghostbuster movies are like seven out of ten. I don't really have that much. Fine. I don't have that much reverence, um, which is why the marketing for this one in particular so weird to me because they're they advertise it like as like a return to yeah. form they're advertising it like like a marvel movie and that's yeah, and ghostbusters is the said, movie where dan Aykroyd gets his dick sucked by a ghost
1: yeah and um that doesn't happen in this child focused <laughs> <laughs> okay Thanks so God. it is
0: so it is child it's more like the goonies then I'm, I'm, yeah, so it, it
1: seems like they tried out with the Ghostbusters that happened to be all men because the culture yeah. of the time and continuingly really, um, and then they had you know a sequel to that, and then you've got what if they were women, and now it's basically what if they were children of it. It builds up to like okay. all new movies nowadays seem to be like the movie before the movie you want to watch, and I don't mm-hmm. even want to watch the movie after this, but it's like I don't know if you saw the new Mortal Kombat film, but it was just like I did. The,
0: the, <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs>
1: okay Um, so well maybe you disagree then Um, i love it it for the wrong
0: reasons but
1: there you go but like if you want to watch a watercon movie you want to watch a fighting tournament so they make a movie about everything up until that and they go you're gonna watch the next one they go well i guess i am now thank you but i hated that um so Mm -hmm. this is kind of like a film that builds up to at the end you've got Ghost, but not quite as like cynical as that. But so, it is a this is really weird, it's such a weird film. So, it is a
0: sequel, though, right? Like, I've this heard this is classic reboot things stuff. about CGI dead mm. actors.
1: Yeah, there is a ghost that does not get busted. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. we, yeah, that that's that's that bit is rough. Um, that's real bad. Um, do not Is like the at
0: CG at least good? Would
1: they look like the ghosts in the rest of the movie? Like, it, just, it looks like a... Okay. It, you know what it looks like? It looks like Force Ghost Return of the Jedi is what it looks like.
0: Mm,
1: it's like having Christian said, walking along in the special
0: edition, like, no. Because the thing about Ghostbusters that I do give it credit is it does have, like, good creature design.
2: Yeah.
0: It has good like good design in general, and I think that's why yeah. it's endured. I, I really just don't get the people that are, like, super devoted to Ghostbusters as a property. I-
1: I love the original Ghostbusters. I mean, I've written a review that will be up on the site soon. And actually when this comes out, I think it's up there. Of like, I, I, like many people found Ghostbusters at a formative time in my life and had like a nostalgic pull to it. And it was was a movie that meant a lot to me. And um, it's not a film I've watched in over a decade at this point, but it's a film I'm like, loved it, masterpiece, wonderful film. Um, so this does what a lot of films have started to do now, like your Halloweens, et cetera, of it's a reboot, but it's also a sequel. So we're going to say it's a sequel to the first film, it's the next generation. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're going to say the time between then and now is also the time span that's happened in the film. So that kind of like meta thing. So like, mm-hmm. it's a slight meta layer where well, this is a film about bringing back the Ghostbusters because they've faded into obscurity that is set in that period where Ghostbusters kind of faded into obscurity. But it's a manufactured obscurity because like two Ghostbusters films came out in that yeah. period.
0: So they um, do they do the Ghostbusters 2 thing where they say like the first movie was all a hoax?
1: no. No, annoyingly, that would be really funny. Well, they kind of do, and that's, that's a kind of annoying bit here. So the, the premise of the movie, which you just have to make this leap of logic because it's ridiculous, is mm-hmm. that Ghostbusters happened in the world of this film.
0: The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man wrecked yeah, exactly. through New York.
1: Wrecked through New York, ghost person out to be busted, a, a kaiju climbing a tower. Yeah. Um, that all happened and was solved and happened in 1984, and we've forgotten about it. There's a scene where Paul Rudd, who's a substitute teacher, um, the new characters, it's his family. So it's a single mom and two children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mainly focus on the daughter, um, who's brilliant, actually. Mechanic Grace um, plays the daughter. She's the, the good film in the movie. She's really, the script is bad, but she's brilliant. Um, I really like the way that she is presented the whole way through. There is definitely a kind of like neurodivergent coding to her that it does a really okay. good job with. Of, of making okay. her a, a refreshing perspective. The one thing does a bad job with, did you see The Predator?
0: I did, The mm. yeah, yeah. And you I know did. how that
1: film presented like Neurodivergence like, as like superpowers and like, I can speak to aliens and I'm like, hmm.
0: Yeah, they literally say it's the next step in human evolution.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it doesn't get as rough as that. Okay, but, like, I was
0: about to say, please don't tell me that being like on the spectrum means you can speak to specters. <laughs> it, it, it's
1: not as rough as that, but it's that classic thing of this, this 12-year-old girl is Ridiculously good at science to the point in the first scene She's rewiring her mum's house And it's like, it recognises okay. everything et cetera, et cetera, In a way that's like hyperbolic And just doesn't need to be that way So that linked with her coding is problematic but her wider coding is really nice for the film because it's an interesting perspective. She's just a different character and she's really fun to spend time with. And it lets the script go ways. She's not very well written, but she's so well acted that it doesn't really matter. So okay. she finds a ghost trap in her house because, spoilers, I guess, her grandfather was um, Ivan Spengler from the first movie. Um, okay. So he's, he died. So the opening scene of the movie is his death, which is a choice.
0: Is is it a body double or do they CG him?
1: Oh, it's filmed the whole time, so his face is in shadow, so you can't see who it is. So it starts with the death of a dead man, which is really not great. Um, And then (sighs) we, we, mm. yeah, we learn that he ran away like 20 years ago, um, saying the world's going to end, and abandoned his family. um, So they're very resentful. They're not really getting by so they're going to go out to his house where he farmed dirt in the middle of nowhere and no one liked him and they realize it's just a mess but they find some stuff there so she brings in this thing to school and Paul Rudd the teacher's like oh my god do you know what that is? That's a trap it's a ghost trap from the Ghostbusters and everyone's like what's a Ghostbuster? And then the best bit of the movie there are three good things. One is Mm. Grace McKenna's performance. Two every now and then you watch some clips from the movie Ghostbusters. (laughs)
0: Okay, so it breaks the, uh, the sin of don't mention a better movie in <laughs> yes. the middle of. So they just
1: open up YouTube and they type in like Ghostbusters 934 and you know the two bits from Ghostbusters um, that would work this way. So one is them, when they make that advert. So yeah. we watch the advert they make. So that works in fiction. And we also watch the news footage of them arriving at the tower and defeating Gozer. Um, so okay. that's the two best bits of the movie because those scenes are good. Um, okay the other good thing is over the credits it plays the ghostbusters theme tune you're like oh man this is a great theme tune
0: and it's the original or is it a cover mm.
1: no it's the original and you're like oh what a okay. great song
0: so they what didn't a even song. i mean that's just funny because i would be like they didn't even try to make like a new one because ghostbusters 2 had a new theme
1: as did the third one
0: yeah but no this so... time they're like no um only ghostbusters one nostalgia
1: yeah, and it's really weird though because, like, so much stuff happens in it just because it's so the, the story of the film was so so little happens, and then it's just the back act is just a carbon copy of Ghostbusters. It's just it's just the plot, it's, it's yeah. gonna happen again. It's the Gozer's gonna get brow again, then he's a key master, a door key. I forget the words, whatever. It's been, yeah. you know, a couple of days, I guess. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> and literally, it's the extent that there's a bit where there are stay puff marshmallow men, but they're mini this time, they're my and they're only there because it's just like they're marketable. Uh, that was in the that was in the movie you saw that movie yeah. That was yeah. that's why that's there so it, it, it just literally builds up to being the same movie but a step beyond just now and it's like if you've seen that movie you don't want to watch this because you're like yeah that was better and mm-hmm. if you've not seen that movie you're like i don't understand what's going on <laughs> because it yeah. doesn't feel natural and it feels so forced in this thing the thing that really confused me about it is the way that it's framed. So mm-hmm. you've seen the marketing, but it's 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 got Stranger Things kid in it. Finn Wolfhard, he's not very good um, because again, the writing is bad. Yeah. But to be fair, Grace McKenna is, is is better than the writing. So you know, McKenna Grace. Fair
0: right? enough. Um, yeah.
1: So down on him. Um, but it's shot and directed like a Spielberg film, like an '80s early Spielberg film. And I'm like, okay, that's not Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters didn't look like that no. or feel like that.
0: No, I mean Ghostbusters was about like it was about like blue collar schmoes getting screwed mm. over by the man. Um, like I yeah,
1: it wasn't Call cool to Adventure. Guess... It wasn't childish nostalgia. It's really weird.
0: Yeah, are the hmm, are the ghosts at least good looking? No,
1: no. Okay. Um, like well, you get the same ghosts at the end. But there's a bit right where mm-hmm. a person walks into a room. And this is how rote the thing is. Like I even I shouldn't have spoken in the cinema, I apologize, but I mumbled. A person walks up to a character and says their name. And I just mumbled, there is no character name, only Zool. And then a second later, that character just said that. And I was like, oh, there you go. Welcome to the movie. Uh,
0: the... <laughs> so it's 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 just remember. Yeah. Isn't it named it rem- by the original director's son
1: yes so um jason reitman who has made other movies some of which i have enjoyed i'll be honest but like mm. has a very different sens- sensibility to to ivan reitman um who has a producer credit on this um it's yeah it's it's very much like stranger things kicked off or shone a light on a, yeah. a pre-existing 80s nostalgia and this film is that which is weird to me because it's like i get I actually quite like the idea that it's it's not Ghostbusters in style because mm-hmm. we have Ghostbusters. Don't do that again. Yeah. Um. But it's not a new thing, so it's it's cliched and repetitive and rote, but of something else. So it's like it's not new.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But
1: it's all, I, it, But then it's not so the I, same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I get is this is it a spoiler to ask like is like Gozer the villain again? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. arguably, so they, parental I mean I, guess you said, <laughs> I mean, I guess you said Zool. So, okay. Because I'm like, I'm sort of okay with the idea of doing like something the Ghostbusters world. I mean, that's what the 2016 movie was. Yeah. Um, and like the idea of like Ghostbusters meets Goonies. That's also a fine idea. But it sounds like this is just trying to be l- little Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. T- what it builds up to, then you've got these these kids that you've slightly met the, the the plotting is so haphazard across yeah. the film at the end they are ghostbusting but then of course they can't just have that so there are some cameos mm-hmm. at the end that arrive
0: oh and... boy and do they look like they give a crap
1: I, I mean one of them has he ever he's given a crap in the last like five ten years okay. if it's not a Wes a movie so you know um, and sometimes not even um Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there are a couple of bits that are like sparingly funny jokes um, throughout, mm-hmm. but it's not a comedy. And Ghostbusters is a comedy.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like why?
1: This is I, an adventure film. It. It's a Spielbergian adventure film of, that's set in Ghostbusters, and then it's just like you, you're right. If it was just a, if it was just an artifacts of the past film about like what is this thing we were fascinated with that belongs to the past, that would be interesting. But yeah. Instead, it's been like remember Ghostbusters? Same.
2: Um, Member Ghostbusters? Like
1: yeah, we liked it. Yeah. The kids should like it, too. It's that, you know when people try and force their kids to like the things that they like? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. that. The movie is just that. It's like, you know what? If a kid watched Ghostbusters, they'd love it. Like, they actually probably wouldn't, I'll be honest. Uh, mm,
2: I
0: think uh, I, it depends on the age, I guess. Because um, I, think, I think kids like action, and they also like to mm. laugh. That's why Marvel movies are popular.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, but people forget like how few but jokes it's just a there lot, are in Ghostbusters.
0: It's just comedic yeah, actors who we know humor who are would good go over the kid's head. Yeah, uh, either that or they would laugh and say, ha, that man said dick."
1: Yeah, which is which is all oh, that that man has no dick, you know. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not very good, and the, the bit at the end involving the person is ridiculous. I really,
0: um, I really hope someone starts and. In- ethics committee or yeah. something about cgi dead people yeah and i'm not talking Especially about in
1: ghostbusters like that's yeah. that's what makes it worse is like bringing them as a ghost is
0: yeah that's um i don't know i haven't seen many movies that have done that yet i think the most egregious was a rogue one with cgi mm. peter cushing
1: which was otherwise a great movie to just be like, why yeah. is this here? It just Yeah. Do you remember that, that James Dean film, which I guess is not coming out now, but when they announced mm-hmm. the where was they were hiring James, James Dean.
0: Dean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not up on that. I guess, I don't know. Uh I could see an argument being made, like in the case of like Rogue One, where it's it's not CGI Peter Cushing, it's CGI Grand Moff Tarkin um yeah yeah I, I, but then I, that pulls into the question of whether or not actors own their likenesses which i think is a true. very slippery slope for hollywood
1: and i think it falls into the conversation of what do we care about more the products or the people that make it and i feel yeah. like we've gone so far past that conversation where it's like i don't care about your star wars experience that mm. person is dead and should not be in the movie anymore that yeah. you want it to be all canonical but we have to suspend them if i can suspend my belief especially movie people have forgotten ghostbusters like
0: Especially in Rogue One, they get lookalikes for hmm. Princess Leia and uh what what's that character's name? Mon Mothma. They don't yeah, CGI well, I, them.
1: No, I mean did you see the new I mean I don't think you did the, the Halloween kills?
0: No. So I didn't. Loomis
1: is back in that and when I first saw him, I was like, that's CG Loomis. It's not CG Loomis, it's someone that just looks like Donald Pleasance that's okay. had makeup on him to
0: to do the to look noise. like to look like the character, not look like the actor.
1: Exactly, and, and that's fine. and That's actually kind of cool. It's not done well in the film because the film's not very good, but mm-hmm. it, it, it works. And okay. yeah, I, this franchise, No, I mean, it being a franchise is weird. I, I don't know who wants this. I get, well, the people that want this, people will be like, oh, I hate I know it when you brought wanted. it back last time. The fans, yes. the fans yeah. want it. I don't they
0: know. won't want
1: this though. They won't want this. It's not very good.
0: I think maybe they'll want it because it's it sounds like it's more of a kids movie and therefore they can use that as an in to get their kids interested in their interests
1: yeah i think you're right um
0: all right well i guess the only good thing about a good new ghostbusters being out is that ecto cooler is back
1: it is yeah yeah, yeah. i i was drinking some (laughs) stuff
0: yeah (laughs) okay well I don't know i don't really have any other films to discuss outside our main topic
1: i don't know Um, i feel like i mean let's 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 channel the usual um kind of like thing do you have a documentary discourse to to uh
0: documentaries no 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 documentaries i haven't watched any silent movies no Um, nothing about hitler nothing about hitler not in this house.
1: sorry david sorry david (laughs) um Uh, anything in french
0: French. Uh, I watched a show last night where characters spoke French.
1: Do you want to mispronounce one of the words for us so we get that Calvin feel?
0: Uh, like you know, uh, parlez-vous français? Oh, uh, it's like he's here.
1: God. The, the the fans are back. The fans are back.
0: Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier that uh, there are like Thanksgiving movies I watch that are not like Thanksgiving. They're more Thanksgiving yeah. adjacent. Um, Wizard of Oz is one of them, just because I think like there was a year where Turner, Turner Classics Movie did 24 hours of Wizard of Oz. Because, on Thanksgiving.
1: because, because,
0: because, because. Yeah, because, because he is the wonderful turkey that does. <laughs> um, and the other one is our main topic today, which is Best in Show. Which, so uh,
1: I've not seen this before. Is the only reason this is a Thanksgiving movie because of the name of the tournament? N-
0: um, no, no, it's, okay. um, this is actually some, some film history for you here, or I guess American, but it's both. Uh, the American uh, Kennel Club Dog Show airs on Thanksgiving. Ah,
1: okay. It directly follows the
0: Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I should, um, that should have been
1: a question, you should have asked me about that.
0: I, I should have. Um, so, so on Thanksgiving, uh, once the Macy's Parade is done, and everyone's in the kitchen co- cooking, uh, for anyone that's not a chef... Um, which for my family is like five percent of them. Um, the question is, what do we have on the TV? And the kids want to watch the dog show because they love dogs. And then the adults yeah. are like footballs on because that's another American Thanksgiving Day tradition. Is there's usually like a big f- football game. Uh, is this
1: when the Puppy Bowl comes in? The Puppy Bowl is a thing. The
0: Puppy Bowl is Super Bowl related.
1: Oh, that made, that's why it's a bowl. That I guess sense.
0: that's our holiday uh, up to Easter. Ah, okay. okay. Um, so. Fascinatingly, uh, the only reason that the American Kennel Club dog show airs on Thanksgiving is because the president of the Kennel Club noticed that people really liked Best in Show. No. So he was like, "Hey, why don't we make? Why don't we air this for people to watch? Because before it wasn't really televised."
1: Wow. Okay. I, I generally thought the Mayflower connection was was just a connection. I don't. No. I thought that was
0: no in fact until you said that i've never thought about that
1: (laughs) because generally i thought that was i was like oh that's a that's a weird reason to get it uh, yeah have that conversation around it
0: so Um, you know what it i i count it as a thanksgiving movie
1: good all right cool excellent best in show a thanksgiving movie yeah
0: so this is i've seen this tons of times this is one of Mm. my family's comfort films it is one of those like when when the family's together you know No matter what circumstance, it's like people don't know what to watch. You don't want to be in Netflix limbo of just scrolling. And someone eventually says, let's just put on Best in Show. We know all the lines. We know all the jokes. We'll still find it funny. So I've seen this a ton of times. But this is your first time. And have you seen any other Christopher Guest movies? No, I have not, actually. Um, You haven't seen, like, This is Spinal Tap or? It's
1: not This is Spinal Tap. That's Rob Reiner.
0: Well, I mean yes but he's also one of like the oh. creative forces behind this is oh, okay Tab. okay,
1: so, well, okay then, then i mean it's the I, same sort of vibe. i've seen spinal tap yeah i've i mean i'm looking at films that he's acted in so i've hmm. seen girlfriends i've seen spinal tap princess Bride. Prince um few good men
0: yeah no this yeah. is sort of
1: okay so he like... wrote spinal tap got it okay okay yeah you. Okay, yeah. yeah i've seen spinal tap Ooh. love spinal tap
0: so we'd like kind of define Christopher Guest as his own like genre, this very sort of mockumentary style, yeah, especially since they have recurring casts um, and this improvisational, very loose feeling. Yes, so what were your impressions of Best in show, like completely first time seeing it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's very interesting to me. like mockumentaries are always especially when there's some documentary about an already bizarre thing, because, like, the initial question is just, like, well, why not make a documentary about this bizarre thing that already exists? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I actually watched straight after it, because I'd never seen it before. I watched um, the Errol Morris um, documentary, Gates of Heaven, because I thought it would be funny okay. to have watched Best and then yeah. watch a Pet cemetery <laughs> documentary, um, which is, again, is that... But also the connection being like, finding the weird thing mm-hmm. and just presenting it all its glory. So there is that question of being, like, why not just make the documentary about um, the the Kennel Club, whatever? But then it comes from, like, documentaries are so often inherently exploitative, especially when they're about characters and colourful people. So Mm -hmm. I really like this approach of, we can have the joy of characters and colourful people. And I love the documentary stylings of it. I love the way it commits to that. And it's just a really smart way of making a very good comedy film. It's hilarious. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no, I've, like... um... It's odd because the only thing to me that really strikes it as being like a mockumentary is in how, is in like the candid interviews. Yes, which is so good. Because it's one of those ones where it's, when you actually think about, like, well, if a documentary crew was recording, they wouldn't be in the people's room watching them put on kimonos and. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the, There are points where it steps beyond, certainly. I mean, the, the yeah. thing that I like, so I actually listened to a podcast about it by accident. I'm not oh. listened to a podcast by accident, but um, I was listening to the Roger Deakins podcast because it's great. And they okay. had um, Roberto Schaefer on it, who is a um, director of photography. And he's worked with a number of people. Um, so he, um, I guess, most notably was the director of photography on uh, The Kite Runner and Quantum of Solace. Um, but he was also the director of photography on this and *Waiting for Government. So he talked about the difference there of Mm. making a Bond movie and making a Christopher Guest movie. Um, And he talks about how working as a cinematographer trying to make a film look like a documentary which is really, really interesting so i was really looking out for the filmmaking about yeah. so you're right that the the form of it and the editing of it is not documentarian like there are scenes that like this would not be a documentary especially like there's a scene where they go back to a hotel room to look for a, a busy bee like that yeah. the way that's cut you could not get a crew that would not follow that way even if you wanted no. to follow that narrative but mm-hmm. the way he talked about like stepping out of the instincts they most of its single camera apart from the show at the end which is multi-camera to give that feel of yeah. it is a whole sensation but they talked about things of improvisation helped to keep it feeling that way but he said there is this, this instinct as a camera operator for a fiction film if something's about to happen you pan towards it so we can see it happening and mm-hmm. he was trying to pull away from that thing because if it was a documentary you wouldn't have that so if a character starts speaking I will pass you back.
0: If a character starts speaking and then someone comes into the room.
1: Okay. So if a character starts speaking rather than the camera being already there, it's like getting caught by surprise. And there are loads of things where I have to be talking about something and then we move away to that object. So like mm-hmm. the, the syntax of it, I so to speak, is, is very documentarian, which really adds to it because like I've, the core of this one for me, and hopefully you agree, is just these people are just hilarious and it's yeah. fun to just let them talk and say things. And no, yeah, the way it's filmed adds that realism that you wouldn't otherwise get it would look very very staged and it wouldn't be as cute
0: no i think the, the i think the greatest strength of this movie is that you you genuinely want to talk to all of these people like they're opposed um parker posey and michael hitchcock the uh, the ones with the busy bee um, i guess they're <sighs> a little a little aggressive but um <laughs> I mean, and out of the
1: bookending bits, with the, the, yeah. the bookends being absolutely hilarious.
0: But there's not, there's not really a hint of malice. Like more often than not, we're laughing with them rather than at yes. them. Like even like the um, like the camp gay couple. I want to talk yeah. to those guys. They look, they sound like they're fun and have stories. Because I was
1: really kind of like at the beginning when we first made that character, I was like. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is a film from a from a time, and about this. But you're right. There is the the joke is never the character. The joke is that you know these people. These people exist. And these yeah, because that are, character are is like, funny
0: in of himself. He's witty.
1: Yes. He's not—he's not funny because of the queer coding. He's funny because he's funny, and they let him have jokes. He is not the joke, and that—and that's really brilliant. I—the thing that I've really appreciated is the pairing of the dogs to the people. The—the mm. the dog is like a little symbolic reflection of the character themselves, yeah. Which is obviously a forced touch, which is really nice. Which is, I think, very specific with my favorite character from the movie, which is the—the um, the owner of the bloodhound, the, uh, the Harlan
0: um... Pepper. That's Christopher Guest. Oh, he's, he's... so good. He's so yeah. Uh and he's the only one that doesn't have a double because christopher guest can just ramble (laughs) and it's hilarious true he just starts naming nuts nuts. and it's funny it's hilarious (laughs) the listening
1: of nuts scene was just like (laughs) absolutely, which is to link back to the errol morris doc of like which i didn't love but did like i respect it more than than i Mm -hmm. love it it's that sense of one of the key joys of a documentary is people love to fill time I mean, we're doing a podcast now. We're doing it right, right now. Yeah. That sense of like, if you just keep a camera on someone, they will just keep talking, and they will keep talking for as long as you are filming them. Yeah. And the improv style of that really captures that when they just start just descending into nonsense, but very believable nonsense. And that that story, the the, the nut story, is so perfect because he starts it, and then he goes another anecdote, and he pulls back out of that anecdote to something else. Yeah. And it is funny because it's a funny comedic setup, but it's also funny because like that's how he would tell that story. It is character first improv, which a lot of the films that something improvised it improvisers are in and not like i think Some of the adam McKay films like and they're riff first, they're not character Obama, first.
0: Mm. where it's just like okay all you did was like set a camera on like tj miller or someone and yeah. said okay do do 50 lines off the top of your head and like it, we'll, it's not we'll,
1: like with anchorman for example they made that semi-sequel and they made a real mm-hmm. sequel that was just off cuts of the first film yeah and that just like shows the thing was like you would not i'm sure there were off cuts to this the because it's improvised but it is a very different approach we're not like there it's are... not just trying to make you laugh with jokes all the time it is it cares about character
0: mm-hmm. yeah there are some deleted scenes i have the um the anniversary blu-ray um the one that's most notable um for harlan pepper is his beach ball collection <laughs> which is
1: a <laughs> i want to see that
0: it is it is a bit much uh, I guess, like, you know, you can only have so many wrinkles on a character. And then when he, like, goes out to this, this rained out shed in his backyard and says, oh, this is my beach ball collection. And he opens the door and it's just a collect, it's just like plastic beach balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which I, actually,
1: like, the balance in this was really interesting. Because again, when I was listening to the podcast, they talked about um how they shot it again, being like what the characters knew, what they didn't know. And they said they left actually the reveal of the show as a secret from the characters so that's that they could get because they had good improvisers they could get good reactions to that and i think that for me not knowing who was going to win was so well handled because there was a balance of characters at that point it wasn't just like i've seen so much of this guy so obviously they're going to and therefore it's really funny as well when one of the characters one of the pairs doesn't even get to the final yeah otherwise it it feels far too contrived
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so did you that's my other question for a first time viewer did you have an idea about who you wanted to win, or who so you expected I, I, to win. I knew the poodle
1: wasn't going to win. That was clearly being set up to not win, and okay. like, that, that's yeah. the joke there. So that that was evident. And if I had to put money on it, I probably would have gone for the dog that won because that's the that's the best joke. Because that's like yeah. you know, and they are really the main featured couple of it. But mm-hmm. I could have imagined yeah. um, the Shih Tzu winning. I could have imagined the Bloodhound winning. Like that that would have worked, and the movie would still have worked.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's also the strength of the movie is that you get like invested in the dog show itself. Mm. Like Yes, you, very much so. Because these characters are so likable, you don't want to see any of them lose.
1: Which for me, the the, the funniest bit is, and I I can't remember his name, but I've seen him in quite a lot of other stuff of, of films of this kind from this crew, but mm-hmm. the color commentator, uh, just everything he says Fred is Willard. just 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 the funniest because it's that thing of being like not because the lines independently aren't that funny but Mm. in context of the comedic foil like the straight man look next to him and just their little interplay and the couple times where the the guy in the straight man acts just like just corpses a little bit it's like what are you talking about (laughs) just so brilliant
0: my my favorite. It's such an innocuous line. He just says like, "How much do you think I could bench press Like at <laughs> yeah. peak of my my physical form?" It's like, what the what the hell are you talking about? They're showing the toy group.
1: It's funny because like having like my parents actually when when I grew up were really into um, professional cycling and watching it, and they would watch the Tour de France. Oh, and it would be the most boring thing ever to me because it lasts all day for like, I've, a month.
0: i i you're preaching to the choir.
1: <laughs> it, like and until i realized that the joy is not the race the joy is the commentators who yeah. are just so gifted at filling time for eight hours and you've got these people mm-hmm. they're just like and it's the stories on the way so it's like these people exist and they are like that 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 is such a skill it's just to like i'm gonna say instant nonsense for eight hours and like actually i am i am this the, mm-hmm. the sport becomes the background at a certain point which is done yeah. here very well
0: now i think uh my favorite group um yeah, I like, I like the flex, too. I like Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Uh, mostly because that terrier is adorable. Mm. Um, all the dogs are actual show dogs. Oh, uh, that's interesting. That's why they're so well-behaved and know-how, to. Um, actually, uh, Christopher Guest said that he originally went around to actual dog shows and said, like, hey, can we use your stuff to film yeah. this? And they told him, no, you're making a, a mockery of the institution of dog shows. And so he like they literally staged their own dog show which is you know a headache in of itself you have to get in mm. all these these show dogs and get approval from their owner and like actually fill the stands with extras and stuff it's like very ambitious
1: but then I also love that the stands, like for me, it's the little Verite yeah. touches that make it. Which is again why documentary style works. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I agree with you; it's not trying to be a documentary because that would be constricting. No, um, but it wants to evoke the feel of it to help it feel more real to help you be invested. But yeah. I like that the seats are filled, but they're not too filled. Like no. there are lots of gaps. And in you life. see this that not...
0: you see that when you actually watch like the real dog show. Exactly, which is which you is know, a lovely so, time How so many people can only be so arsed to go to a <laughs> dog <did>. show? <laughs>
1: It's that sense of, like, people care, but only this amount of people care.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you learn a lot about, like, actual, like, how they judge dogs and stuff. Like, looking at, like, oh, there's a scene where um, what what is it? Parker Posey's like, hold her still, I need to trim her whiskers.
1: Oh, God, like, yeah, that <laughs> that.
0: That whole, that
1: that The whole, Busy Bee Chronicle. Yeah, I, the Busy Bee Chronicle with the guy just, like, holding up things in... <laughs> the this, toy store it's just amazing
0: i that scene used to be so funny to me before i worked in customer service and now it's too real mm. i'm ju- i'm just like man that guy's keeping such a level head uh, i would have called in like someone else at that point
1: which actually like um my, my partner who has like worked like front of house before or or like had that experience with the the card declining saga of like oh. the way that the yeah the concierge or whoever it is, is is going for the thing be like that card okay fine not that, that card maybe we can do something have you got but and just actually the the joke there from I think it's Eugene Levy that, that says it being like do you take travelers checks and it's like
0: yes yeah yeah we we it's do like, I I don't have any <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just that delivery of like do you know this yeah but it, oh we don't have those
0: yeah um so good so I uh to sort of like uh, Get a feel for Best in Show because I, I actually am not like too much a fan of Christopher Guest's other movies in this style. Really? Because
1: I was going to ask you where to go next because I, yeah, I, I, I a lot I of praise that... around Guffman.
0: People like so Guffman. Waiting for Guffman has its fans. I'm not too into it because it kind of does the opposite of what we're saying that Best in Show does too uh really well. It's that the characters are a little, a little too eccentric. Okay. And do you really get that feeling of more like, okay, this is a variety of takes. They're running with whatever the weirdest thing someone says. Um, and uh, like the whole, the premise of Waiting for Guffman is, it's like this small town where they produce uh, like bar stool legs or something like that. That's their main export. They're putting on like a, a, a bicentennial celebration. And it's this stage show where like the the guy playing the uh the young boy is in his thirties and stuff but the the issue is is that it's a musical and the music is really good like it's I did it's not funny know there's a musical it is a musical because they put okay. on a musical and you watch the oh, musical okay. show but it's like nice. you know like as someone who's done like community theater before it's a very ambitious show and the, the music's good so it's very hard to like I don't know find that f- tragically funny and like the third okay. act the third act hinges on a joke you see it coming a mile away um uh, it yeah I'm just not too hot on waiting for Guffman and then after uh best then he did best in show and then he yeah. did a mighty wind and I think Mighty wind is a much better follow-up
1: okay
0: but its issue is it's almost too subtle it's about it's about folk music and folk, and I like folk music yeah. Um, and in that, again, the folk music is really good. It's like, it's almost not even a parody. It's they just actually made new folk songs. I'm
1: um, look at and the crew. It's the same people. It's the, same it's people the exact same sisters.
0: crew. Um, that one, it's, Mighty Wind is very sincere. It's almost more of a tribute to folk music than any sort of like mocking, mockumentary yeah. of it. I think the, like the most out there character is Jane Lynch's, where at one point she says, I was raised by a coven of witches who worship the concept of color. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a one-off line. And uh um, that's funny though. I like that. Yeah. And Jane Lynch in Best in Show has one of my favorite lines where she's just is talking about her upbringing. She says, like, my dad was the stern one, and my mom was like the unconditional love, and that worked out really well <sighs> until my mom committed suicide in 81. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was
1: yep. <laughs> And I, another scene that I really, really, the the running joke throughout of that everyone is has a sexual past with one of the main with um, one of the with, main uh, characters with
0: Catherine O'Hara, yeah, yeah, Kobe like that, that is
1: a, a joke throughout, is very very funny, and I, it could be not funny in like a different film because yeah. of where the jokes being landed. Like she is not objectified, she is not overtly sexualized. It's just it's more the jokers on Eugene levy's character of just like yeah. his reactions are what make it funny and that it keeps mm-hmm. happening every single makes it's funny um but the i guess like the climactic point of that one is when they get actually go to someone's house and the mm-hmm. the way that scene ends with a conflict resolution <laughs> hostage <laughs> bit, it's yeah, just like that's extreme <laughs> the film <laughs> turns a yeah. a little bit but only for a little bit it's, um, <laughs>
0: it's a lot That's, yeah there's just so much you can like the characters just feel so realized like even the mm. ones you meet for only like a single scene um like the um the actual uh show organizer um who i think is ed Bakley jr he's in the other ones in a much more bigger role he also has a lot of deleted scenes where he talks about like the um the like the vendors outside the hall and selling all these weird dog contraptions and i think he goes on a tangent about like one year there was a someone was selling a robotic canine that broke loose and killed one of the poodles
1: <laughs> we- like with these small characters you're right because like even like the judges who none of them speak apart from just the judging phrases have they managed to imbue yeah a specific personality and like get some humor out of just the way that they judge their own little yeah. bit of, like selection of the breeds. Oh, it's good. It's very, very good.
0: Yeah. And you learn all these like little factoids, like from, from Fred Willard. And um, unfortunately I can't remember the, who plays the co-host. Um
1: but He's good. He's very, very good. Like he's, yeah, him he's like, straight like down the this line. judge
0: trained to be a priest at one point and it didn't work out. And you're like, what's, th- what's the story there? How do you go from being a priest <laughs> to being a dog show judge? <laughs> That bit was very
1: funny. That was that was that was good. I like that.
0: Yeah. Are that we including
1: was... Spinal Tap in this conversation of Christopher Guest movies? Is is that
0: I I count it, uh, even though it's directed by Rob Reiner, yeah. um, I think I think it embodies a lot of the same ideas because it's also a mockumentary. It also yeah. has um Adam McKean and Christopher Guest. Um, in fact they ref um in the scene with the concierge at the hotel. Um, he references a rock group came in and roasted yes. a goat, and clearly they didn't know where the bathroom was. Um, that was supposed to be Spinal Tap.
1: That's funny. That's funny. I mean, because I, I love Spinal Tap to the extent of like it's one of those movies where I has become a persistent reference point of any time anyone mentions. this like I listened to the the Lost Line Soho podcast uh, when mm-hmm. Calvin said he he watched it in Dolby. I was like Dobbly I watched it in Dobley. and I keep saying yeah. that to people and they keep, and they think I, I keep I'm like, Oh no, no that's, that's a reference to a film, by the way. I do know it's Dolby. Yeah. I do know it's Dolby, but it's funny to say Dobley because of the spinal tap joke. Just saying. Yeah, that.
0: no. Um, I, I like Spinal Tap well enough. I think I need to see it a few more times. It's been a I long time. Um Spinal Tap. Um, yeah. And didn't he do, were the Ruffles him? No. I don't know. I think... The, the ruffles which was a, a beatles parody oh the ruttles rutland weekend that's the eric, that's eric, Idle. eric, Idle eric idol eric idol okay okay yeah. yeah 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 it crossed a while there and i know christopher geft has done some recent ones in this style most recently mascots in 2016 yes. i haven't seen it it's gotten pretty middling reviews um mm. the most common complaint i see is that he keeps wasting parker posey um who plays what a crime! uh who, who plays uh the lady with the busy bee yes um and a fun fact um my uh high school drama teacher was her college roommate Mm.
2: um
0: and Parker Posey got actual braces for best in show awesome so you want to talk about method acting (laughs) like actual braces that's that's intense Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: And I, I only noticed on this recent rewatch that uh, Michael Hitchcock, who plays her husband, also has braces on. I don't think I ever noticed that because he's not <sighs> smiling as much.
1: No, I mean, that, that pair is, I mean, they are the most kind of like amped up pair. They're the most clearly joke. Yeah, they're the closest thing to
0: like an antagonist.
1: Yes. But they're
0: only really antagonists to each other and their dog.
1: Yes, they're a beautiful dog. It's such a nice dog.
0: Yeah, and... Like even they have like these very likable moments. Like I love that Michael Hitchcock's character is obsessed with clothing lines. Yes. When when he like looks at um Christopher Guest's character, as like is that um what what the hell does he say? Is that like J Crew? He are you wearing?
1: Lifts up the back to look at the. Label. Yeah, let me just
0: take a look at your tag. And he, and Parker Posey goes like, oh my god, like like oh he does this all the time. Yeah, That's that, actually that my favorite of characters scene. is, is that, great. The my my favorite scene is when they're at the like the pre show like dinner or social and you just get to see mm. them interact with each other
1: i mean just like the announcement that this party will not end until this She'll... ice sculpture is melted
0: <laughs> yeah and uh and shout out to jennifer coolidge she's never not funny in anything i've seen her yeah
1: in. um i watched it with amber and she made the point being like people un- just undervalue how brilliant she is she's she's time.
0: great she's like so good at comedic timing and i think like, mm. she's so good at playing that like that bimbo blonde character that people assume that's who she is in real life. Yeah. No, she's she's fantastic. And she's great in um uh a mighty wind as well. Um <laughs> did you see the uh the arc between her and Jane Lynch's character coming?
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean very much telegraphed from the beginning, but also okay. also well, well, well done, and, and and amusing, and I like the the way that it is shown and revealed. Eventually, is it, it's mm. good, it's good.
0: No, I think in retrospect, I think this is the movie my parents used to teach me about uh, the existence of gay people.
1: Oh, there you go. Uh, well, I, uh, there you go. Well, yeah. and that's what we have to be thankful for. I guess that's, that's what
0: we have to be. Thankful that's the
1: Thanksgiving for. miracle. Do we get Thanksgiving miracles? Yeah. Do we get miracles on Thanksgiving?
0: Uh. T- now the miracle is that the uh, food is done on time or done well. Mm.
1: So, like uh, the main, the main thing of Thanksgiving is it's it's culinary then. It is it is it is. Food it is holiday. about
0: it. I mean, it's about me- seeing like family members. Uh, Thanksgiving is our highest travel holiday.
1: Oh gosh, so not thanks to the earth then, but you know, thanks no. To
0: um, so that's when you're supposed to see like all the family. It's basically family reunion, the holiday. Yeah. And then uh, a big meal. And everyone has to like contribute a dish or, you know, in some way. Uh, This year I'm doing fried parsnips with a wine sauce. Oh gosh. Wow. That does sound very nice. That does sound very nice. It is. do you have any feasting holidays? I guess we're just looping back to the start of the, hol- the podcast.
1: Yeah, which yeah, I presume seems inappropriate. Um, uh, I, Christmas, like I don't know, like we we eat a lot. I mean, actually, people people view Easter as like a big time to come with the family and have a meal. Okay, like, that's that, that that's a big meal time. I think there's that like expectation okay. that you would meet up with your family and have a large meat. But we don't eat meat in this house anymore, so like, which also makes most like eating holidays strange because it's always goes around like the featured animal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know what what, what yeah. are the vegetarian or pescatarian options on Thanksgiving. Like, what what happens then? Are there enough sides uh, to just?
0: Uh, yeah, you could probably gorge yourself on potatoes and sweet potatoes, green okay. beans, s'mores. Um, s'mores. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, s'mores contain marshmallow. Is that considered? I guess it's vegetarian, not vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there's tofurkey. Um, one of the people in my oh. family. Is a vegan, so we always prepare some some tofu turkey for them.
1: Is that carved to look like a turkey? Because it's, it's just a giant lump of tofu. That's just
0: it's it's sliced to look like turkey slices. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> no, uh, do you Wait. have anything to be thankful for, Stephen? No,
1: no, very little. Um, very little. Um,
0: but like, turkey's bad, right?
1: For you, or in general, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's like it's a, it's one of the, it's one of the bad meats. Like it's it's oh it's not a, it's not a good meat it doesn't taste i, I good.
0: don't know i don't know is does turkey have trichinosis i don't like, no, uh, but it's
1: like it's 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 not a, if there's a reason it only gets eaten at christmas and like thanksgiving like turkey's mm-hmm. not good i like turkey yeah, okay wow. i think
0: i'd rank i guess i would rank ham above turkey in terms of lunch meats i like turkey more mm-hmm. than chicken yeah. um Here. here's here's some more trivia from, oh, yeah. from, the, from the brain of Murph um, Our national but bird Was almost the turkey
1: But it isn't it's an, it's an eagle
0: It's a bald, it's a bald eagle um, mm. And this, this was one of the things the Continental Congress um, Voted on And oh, old well. Benjamin Franklin stepped forth And said he put his foot down On the bald eagle Not physically um, And he said <laughs> we need the bald eagle I, I believe he straight up said the bald eagle Has a foul moral character Whereas the turkey is a, a noble, intelligent creature. And I'm not sure Ben Franklin, uh, king, of the, king of the prostitutes, should be talking about uh, foul moral, moral characters. Wow. I mean,
1: I mean do, do you agree with the national bird choice? Would you, would you change the national bird?
0: I think... Um, <laughs> I can't imagine America where the turkey is our national bird.
1: It would make the Muppets different.
0: It would. It would. I can't picture Sam as a turkey.
2: Sam the turkey is not as good as Sam the, the tur- Eagle.
0: Can you name uh, this was one of the questions I crossed off on my list. Can you name the turkey mascot of Thanksgiving?
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, sorry, just a <laughs> you, listeners, you
0: can't see it, but like, but but Stephen just made the expression like I just told him his dog died like he, he <laughs>
1: I'm Confused how to pass the question. Is it, are you wanting me to name it or does it have a no, name that already exists? It has
0: a name. What? Blank the turkey. Turk. Turk the turkey? No, it's not Turk. <laughs> Terrence. Terrence. Terrence? Like, Terence. Terence. No, it's, it's Tom. It's Tom Stephen. I Tom guess I, I shouldn't have,
1: should have, should have really count that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went for Terence before Tom. But...
0: <laughs> Terence Howard the turkey.
1: Yeah, okay. Tom the turkey. Yeah, well there you go. I learned something. Thank you.
0: Yes. No, I guess no. I have I have
1: education to be thankful for.
0: We seek we seek to educate on this podcast, at least when mm. you and I are on.
1: Yeah. Yes, but apart from that, it's just, you know, nothing. Okay. A wasteland of intellectual merit.
0: No. I guess Trimmers I've always kind of considered as a Thanksgiving movie. Why? It's about eating. Yes. <laughs> Or it's phallic.
1: Eaten. i like is that is that a Thanksgiving thing? Well, only the candles. And then tell us your other Thanksgiving movies that you would classify, not the world at that large. I would classify. Well, what we are Thanksgiving were originally
0: movies? we were originally gonna do uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Because that's autumn related, and it's about uh he steals turkeys, right? No, he steals grouses.
1: Um the, the chickens and cider.
0: Chickens. Okay, yes, chickens. Maybe ducks. I'm thinking of the book and ducks are related um yeah i mean that's like any sort of like autumn movie where it's specifically about being in autumn that's a thanksgiving movie um i guess i guess here in america we view thanks we use thanksgiving as a time to enjoy fall because Mm. october is halloween's month that's about spooky fall or benevolent fall and then in november we actually get to enjoy like like the fall color palette and clothing um, And then Christmas rolls around and then everything's red and green. So I can't, so yeah. The, the yeah, two
1: Thanksgiving, sorry, the three Thanksgiving movies are The Wizard of Oz, Best in Show, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's it.
0: I mean, kind of, yeah. Like I'm struggling. Wow, okay. I, okay, okay. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and the yeah, spin off, uh, The Mayflower Voyagers. Yes. Um, and, and
1: The Thanksgiver and The Thanksgiving Tree. Yes. Uh, I, watched,
0: I watched Intergalactic Thanksgiving this year. That's cool. a. Um, that's an old TV special um, done by the people that animated. Well, it's by the Animation House that did Fritz the Cat. Oh, okay. um, it's not. It's not directed by Ralph Bakshi. Um, very different movie. That's about. Um, that's about space pilgrims who look like pilgrims and <sighs> um, and bride and covered wagons pulled by space horses. Of course. Um, landing on a planet that's populated by a bunch of. Shrek's, um, where where the planet uh, the king is the funniest person amongst them. Okay,
1: that sounds like it would not be an irritating movie.
0: No, uh, the king the king of the aliens is named Gucci. Gucci, King Gucci, um, which you know, kids' movie. <laughs> kids love Ridley Scott. There's a, um. there's a YMCA musical number with some fleas hmm it's all right it's cute okay oh excellent
1: well maybe i will give that a go
0: <laughs> there's a yeah th- yeah i guess there's t tea- there's um trying to capitalize on the the peanuts thanksgiving special there's there's bc the first thanksgiving did you guys get bc over there
1: as, as that's in
0: a that's a comic strip.
1: time is in the time period <laughs> <laughs> that's like <laughs> you guys. you, have you guys BC get christ in that? england uh, no, no, we we have to get that. Uh no. I know of DC. Does this come before that?
0: Um hmm.
1: No, I guess. Yes. It, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's the first Thanksgiving. BC, the first Thanksgiving in caveman times. Okay. So this is uh, like
1: Assassin 33 AD or whatever that movie was called. The the, you know the, 10, one. You 10, know the BC about.
0: from uh, Roland Emmerich.
1: Also that. No, I'm thinking of the movie where they send back people to kill Jesus.
0: Yeah. Steven, you remember that thing earlier where you said if you put a camera on someone, they'll just talk to fill time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> what um did Calvin give you a list of things we're meant to promote?
1: Uh no, uh, so I'm gonna just do it like, Um, I don't know. They've got a music podcast which has a name. It definitely does um uh, yep. words and mics.
0: We're good friends. <laughs> we definitely remember <laughs> our friends' projects. I've
1: listened to it. There's- it's like five letters and five, yeah. five mics. Five five crazy mics
0: mm-hmm. five mics burger and fries
1: <laughs> yeah five mics burger and fries uh three letters and five mics i'm gonna say it's that because it's called that okay.
0: it's good um,
1: listen to it it's got kevin I think we have like this
0: this giant monster podcast
1: yeah that's uh, called ranking the giant monsters um that's got calvin <laughs> on it again
0: it's got calvin yeah
1: yeah, yeah. that's that other twat yeah exactly (laughs) then there's this podcast the twin geeks
0: Geeks which i guess you're already listening to um
1: and then there's i'm thinking of spoiling things which has vaughn on it
0: vaughn yeah vaughn vaughn's great i like your podcast. yeah Um, oh
1: yeah i'm on that too i forget that Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and the dd cast
0: and the daydream cast yes with those with those rapscallions uh pavlos and brogan
1: if you haven't listened to that, start with the Spore episode and have your mind blown.
0: Mm. Well, uh, yeah, you know, I'm much more likable sounding on this one. So start with, maybe start with this and then go to Spore. And... Well, I
1: mean, I, I mean they're listening to this right now. They've started with this.
0: Oh, shit. Right.
1: If they can hear my recommendation, they are listening.
0: I mean, in Japan, they listen from the end to the beginning.
1: Uh, okay. So, all right. So go back to the you're listening the wrong way go to the beginning <laughs> listen to this and then go listen to the spore episode of the duty cast, uh, the okay. duty cast. So and then you're gonna have it.
0: your um your full thoughts on ghostbusters afterlife yeah up.
1: yeah 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 that'll be up um a few reviews um i'm seeing petit maman and um, power of the dog this weekend so they will be reviews those soon and there's another a dog review. Movie up i know drive my car from vaughn um house of gucci also i know calvin's seeing I Pizza soon um i wanted to see that ever mm, since i learned really to start the lead singer of haim exactly um it's everything else about it you hate but haim no i love haim yeah um so uh stay tuned to the twingeeks.com, your home for all the Can- best takes on classic and contemporary cinema that's how it
0: goes. 100%. And now Faye listen to a song by Matt head.
1: Farley. This is a Matt Farley song about <laughs> listening to the podcast, which you probably stopped listening to a while ago. <laughs> but in no, case no, you're still keep, here.
0: Let's just keep rambling. Let's like, keep rambling. What could a
1: ramble cast do you go?
0: What's, what's Calvin going to do?
1: Um, I don't, don't know. Sharp. I mean, yeah. You've been listening to this and you're like, why is this episode so short? We recorded for a long time. <laughs>
0: Just there was the nothing
1: goodness. worth listening to. Um, thank you, thank you for being joined by me and for joining me for this co co-host scenario. It was mm-hmm.
0: a joy. Uh, yep, I'm sure um, we'll be invited then, right back on. They won't us do this again. <laughs> next time it's going to be Brogan and Pablos hosting. <laughs> there,
1: there you go. Um, so until next Thanksgiving, I'm going to give thanks to you, Murph. Thank
0: you. I'll I'll give thanks to you, Stephen.
2: Conversations And I post them online for entertainment It's nice to know At least you listen to the show Because it's quite the possibility That nobody is listening to me In this modern world Things have changed Everybody's entertaining Who's being entertained? Thank you For listening